causes. This is what my mother used to send me. Pictures of St. Jude and, the, and the, the chain and the thing and the prayers behind it. You know, it's like she had given up on her youngest son. She just threw me into St. Jude's you know, care. <laughs> St. Jude. Oh, and then St. Christopher for lost souls too, I think. St. Anthony. Yeah, they're all. Yeah, they're all. Packed in, so yeah. you know. There's a, you know, to me, the relief is never at the point of the effect. You know? The relief is more at the point of the cause. If you try to get relief from the effects, it becomes a form of slavery, you know? because you have to keep getting relief from the effects because the cause is still causing them. Yeah, the cause isn't being looked at. So you're going to have a lot of effects. And then so a lot of times on the, on the, on the way to live here, this, the idea of success is how good you can manage the effects of the initial disease, really. Yeah, how, how can you stay somewhat comfortable in your own skin? How can you not flip out when you don't get what you want? How, you know, you can... And like a lot of people I know, they've... They believe that if they just were good and they did everything they were told, everything should work out. And they're really surprised in life when it doesn't, you know. Shit happens to good people. A lot. <laughs> so, this, um, I always like to find the first knot. If you, if, once you find the first knot, and it sometimes it will register when you find it, as to me, like an unspoken yes or something, there'll be a, a, a hit of conviction that's not any like any other conviction you've had before. Not conviction brought about by reasoning or by abulation of some authority figure. None of that type of conviction. It's a conviction that comes from some other place, but it has a real impact here. Yeah. And like for me in in that life of using drugs and alcohol, one of the only redeeming things I had going for me at the end was that I do have the ability to be convinced. I finally was convinced at one point, and I've never drank or used again, and the problem does not exist for me anymore, because it doesn't exist as me. Yeah. What do you mean you convinced? I was convinced. Things that I was struggling with, things that I wouldn't accept, things that I wouldn't give into. Yes, like not being able to manage life and stuff like that, because I didn't even know how much managing my mind was doing. I didn't know the extent that my head was playing God. I had no freaking idea. I just thought it was normal to be thinking about things and trying to figure things out all day. I didn't know that I was, you know, down the rat hole, really. And that's the whole dilemma, is you're unconscious to the situation you're in. And the mind will very rarely admit that, so it makes speculations about what's happening. And it's, you know, it tries to convince itself, but that convincing is sh shallow. It holds no weight. As soon as something occurs, it blows that little house down. I'm talking about being convinced where I, one of the major things I was convinced of is when I came out of this place called Delancey Street, I had been in there two years, two years, not, a, not like an outpatient. I lived there 24-7. I followed their rules constantly. And when I left there, you know, I didn't really like a lot of the things about that place.
But I had to admit that my life looked better with them running it than it ever did with me running it. This was a moment of being convinced of a really important thing that was constantly biting me in the ass. See, to me, the problem was not drinking and using. The problem is managing. It's the second aspect of the first step. The first, the first aspect of the first step stopped as soon as I stopped drinking. I don't have power, you know. I'm not experiencing callousness over alcohol because I'm not drinking any of it. Yeah? But the, manager, the managing was what continues on. Yes? That playing God, I like the word, the statement playing God because it really captures it in a, like a large manner. It's not managing like your affairs. That's just a major little blip in it. It's believing your head as the authority. As going, as, as not having any immunity to the thought system that's, that's being broadcast in your head all day, K-Paul or K-Steve. Not having any immunity to that is an effect of playing God. Because the mind is playing God and it can produce false evidence and it will appear real to you as a devotee to it. It doesn't appear real to someone who's not a devotee to it, but it appears real to you. This is the effects of playing God. And we're not even talking about watching the playing God. We're not even clear about the effects of playing God. Your drive to be right is an act of playing God. It's not you that wants to be right. It's that, that head wants to be right. is that the one that's assuming it's stuck in it and the one that's assuming it, it will be unstuck near neither of them. Don't when the head when the mind presents you or talks as if it's talking about you, that you, yeah, isn't. So no matter what the head says, it's not it's it's just the head's just trying to triangulate you as a body. As soon as you believe that you're still stuck, you're somewhere at some time. Yeah, you become an object. That's all that its drive is, is to cast you as an object. Yes? It's not about having that voice convinced. It can't be convinced. Because it's a dualistic binary system. Convinced, unconvinced. Convinced, unconvinced. It can sound so sincere, five minutes later, it's trying to rip you off. It has no... It has no ability to be convinced. If you're waiting for that thing to finally chime in and say, yes, I really got it, or no, I haven't got it, it's neither. Every voice, every voice in one's head is not the echo of what you are. It's an advertisement about what you're not. Yeah? The echo of what you are is silence, pause, that's the echo of what you are. This is an advertising campaign. Yes? It's playing God. It's telling you how you are. You're stuck. It's telling you that it would be great if you weren't, weren't stuck, which makes the belief that you're stuck even worse. Yeah? Because it always tells you how great it would be if you weren't stuck. So you buy the first thing, it adds on the second thing, that it creates more exquisite suffering. Then you have a real drive to get out of it, which is another form of being in it. 
Every step of the outdoor is another indoor. Every time you see exit, you're entering another phase of the self. There's no escape. Self can't get out of self. You don't combat what's talking with more talking. You just, you're just, let's say, you are that silence. At that moment, there is an awareness. Silence is what allows sound to occur. So you are the silence that's allowing that to be heard. You're not what it's talking about. That's the point. So you don't have to try to convince it that you are. That's just more talking. There's just a sense of the seeing of it. Haven't you sensed seeing it? You've seen the thought that, oh, I'm not the thought, and I'm not not the thought. But then you don't see the thought that I'm still I'm still stuck somewhere. That's another thought. Just as when you recognize, let's say, the fortieth thought in a string of thoughts as not being real. Yeah? The same principle applies to the first thought that you're the thinker of it. They're all unreal. There's not like in the Course in Miracles that always say there's no degrees in miracles, yeah? Every miracle's a miracle. It's not a big miracle or a small miracle. Yes? False evidence is false evidence. It's not a little bit of false evidence and then a lot of bit of false evidence. It's false evidence. So every thought is not you. Yeah? Every thought is not you. And the, the trick in it is that you've seen it. Yeah? There's been an acknowledgement of the thought. Yeah? You've seen it. That's not you. And you're never going to get to see you. It's the way we look is what's blinding us. Because we're looking from an idea that I'm this. Which causes what we are to be a that somewhere else. That this may get. You have to see it. That something that you already are gets displaced and made into an object somewhere else other than where you are. And now it's all about you getting it or losing it closer, farther. And this whole story of the dilemma of trying to get this ungettable thing is told. Yeah? And it's like uh, on and on and on. Yeah? Once you buy the subscription, it keeps coming in the mail. You don't want it anymore, but you've bought, you've bought it. Yeah, it's like that. Remember the Columbia Records? You wanted the Santana album, and it was for a penny. You got, you bought the Santana. Hey, I got it for a penny. Then they just kept coming, and your mother and father flipped out. Who's fucking paying for all these records? Yeah. All I wanted was the Santana album, and it was a penny. No, it wasn't. You had, you subscribed, and now you've got to get one every week. Yeah. So it's sort of. Doesn't, this has nothing to do with changing anything, in a way. Though things will change, yeah? But this, of what I'm talking about, has nothing to do with changing anything. It's just recognizing what's actually so. There's a seeing of everything. Yeah? There's a seeing of the thoughts that are thoughts about your condition. Yeah? But the thoughts about your condition cannot be cast in any other light than as a body even if it's a spiritual body. Yeah? The thought system can't grasp what you are. It can't. The more you think about it, it's not going to ever learn how to grasp what you are because it's defined by the programming that it's from, which is self-centeredness. In other words, the whole center of this thought system is that you're a body. Yeah? So anytime 
you get any evidence or information about you through thought, it's going to be about you as a body somehow. Even if you believe you're a spirit, you're believing you're a spirit as a body. Yes? You'll be the doer of that belief. Yeah? The doer of the belief in I'm a spirit is a body, is feeling like it's doing that. I believe I'm a spirit. Yes? This comes first. As soon as this is the priority or the imperative, everything else is just like polishing the bondage. You think it's going to be release you from the bondage, but it's polishing the bondage. It's how you spit shine your own handcuffs. No, there was never a me in the bondage. There was bondage, but there has never been a me. Because if there was a me in the bondage, then there'd be a me out of the bondage, and that ain't freedom. Because if there's a me out of the bondage, there's going to be a me back in the bondage. Because the me is going to play God about bondage. You're in it, you're out of it. You're out of it whimsically, too. It has no... You can go on a retreat, and you're, every time you go on a retreat, you feel you're out of the bondage. One retreat, you're in the bondage. Let's see what happens now. What? 13 hours of sitting, this is hell! Yes, you're in the bondage now. And you can't, you've signed up for two weeks, and it costs $800, you're not leaving early, are you? No! no. Oh, oh. It's playing God. You don't see it? Why is it that you want what you don't have so much? Because there's a possibility to produce exquisite suffering. Yeah. Just imagine what it's like if you really wanted something and you had no recourse of ever having it. What would that do? It would agitate the hell out of your system. Self-centeredness. What would happen? A lot of thoughts would degenerate. You'd be thinking about how can I get that, but you have no opportunity to get it. And you'd be thinking what it's going to be like not to have it, and tons of meaning is going to be given to all the possibilities your little system can entertain. Yeah? And, it's, and once it entertains all the possibilities, it will go back and do it again. Yes? And again, and again, and again. And maybe it'll change, it'll change the day that you're thinking about, or instead of flip, fixating over your dog Fido, it'll be a dog Biff. You may change the names, but the same dilemma will occur over and over again. It will represent your life to you. That's, that's what it does. It does it every second, it does it every day, it does it every month, it does it every year. That's all it does. It represents a life. You've missed out on life, and so what you get is a representation of it. By your head, don't you? Sure. And it's quick. You don't even know you've lost life because you've been you've grown into having the the interpretation. Part of the interpretation is this is the only way it goes. This is life. This is what. This is the real world. This is how it really is. It's all made up. And the amazing thing is, it's been able to convince us when we've had. Tons of time, probably, when we were kids, that it wasn't dominating at all. When we had spontaneity and immediacy and intuition and all like that. Things that used to baffle us weren't baffling us. We didn't have fear of financial insecurity of people. I'd run up to any stranger when I was a kid. There was no fear of people, nothing. All this we grew into. 
We grew into it. We grew into a system called self-centeredness. We isn't implying an I, I can't speak of what we are. So there was a growing into a system of self-centeredness, and we're, we're experiencing the effects of that, and the system tells us it's normal. This is just the way it is. And then we call others to get verification. Because it's so weird how we're feeling a lot of the time. It's a long stretch to call what most people are traveling like normal. But we tend to be, we fall for it. As long as everyone else is suffering, it's the way it goes. And then if someone ever rises above that, you may like it for a while, but then you hate them. Because (laughs) that really disturbs your story. so I can worship him as a dead master. It's really good. Then I can make him anything I want. He's really a nuisance when I see him. He's a pain in the ass. I thought he'd be much different than that. (laughs) A live master is like an irritant, thank God, hopefully. He's not here to soothe and placate. He's here to disrupt and agitate. So that's some that system that comfortably numb system of self-centeredness. It's sort of like hitting the box and just throwing a wrench in there and seeing it just whirr. <laughs> just whoosh. You know? And you see how totally crazy it is. And small. It's a small system. Very small. <coughs> self-centeredness is so pathetically obvious. It's the same old, same old. The only thing that causes it to seem novel is you're totally entranced in it. Because it's like Every time you watch its activity, it's like the pool tent. What's his name? Narcissus. You just, you just love to see, it's all about me. <laughs> You're entranced. You just get so absorbed. Your attention and interest because it's about you. Another person's activity would drive you fucking crazy in two minutes. You'd turn the channel off like that. But you don't know. Why could I possibly be thinking about me tomorrow? I can't wait. Why, why, how am I going to be... How's my mind going to present me tomorrow? <laughs> oh. Can't wait. I bought eight hundred dollars worth of clothing today. I hope it likes it. Yes. Yeah, you're looking pretty good. Oh, thank you. Specialist. <laughs> it doesn't last long, does it? You're in slavery. That's what this whole place is. We're enslaved to a system of thought. How trying to get out of it is its system of keeping you in it. Your being out of it, trying to get out of it, is the form of being in it. Yes, it's such a system. Once you see a lock or two of locks or three of the locks, then you'll see the principle of the whole system. Yeah. Most people get one, maybe get a view of one lock. They don't realize there's a, there's like a, a safety lock that is, when this one gets threatened, another lock. So when you start moving out of, you think you're moving out of the system of self, it's just another form of self. It's like, you ever see the Matrix, that movie? The three, the three ones, and then there's this guy, Nemo or something, and he's like the savior, yes, and he's gonna bring everyone to awakening, come out of the tubes and whatever, yes? And I'm assume, I'm sure that he felt he was sort of special, whatever, you know, he could fly and do everything, and everyone was thinking, you're the one, the chosen one, I and then the third one, he meets a, 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 like a manifestation of the computer program that's running the whole enchilada. 
the architect they call it. So then Nemo comes in, and there's all these cameras, these TVs, little TVs with Nemo on every one of them. Yeah? And then the, the, the architect breaks the news to Nemo. Hey, yes, this, you're the sixth savior we've had in the program. Part of the program is an aberration, and this aberration is the savior shows up, and you're the number six one. <laughs> and basically, and you ain't getting out of anywhere. <laughs> you're purely a projection within the system. What? I thought I was the savior. Exactly. <laughs> We've had six of you. <laughs> exactly what's going on here all day. We think we're special and different. <laughs> I could see his face though. If Keanu Reeves had any kind of acting ability, you would have seen when it realized he wasn't special. It must have been crippling for the Savior. What? You mean there's been another one of me? Yes. There's six of you already. And the whole program we've adapted and you know, we're used to having Savior. Nothing's going to change. <laughs> Isn't it like that? No way. <laughs> For you to point out of here, you've got to be in. <laughs> no out points out. <laughs> There's no... The, the all there is isn't indicating itself. It's here in the dream. There's an indication in the dreamscape from a dreamt object, an indication, hey, <laughs> this may not be real. <laughs> this isn't, this never woke up. There's no need to freaking wake up. There's no one who was bonded and now is not bonded. If they're appearing here, this is an act, this is an ob dreamt object, yes? This dreamt object is going, Dip. The dreamt object, as a dreamt object, is never leaving here. Never. Bye-bye. <laughs> no, it's just, this is like a play, in a way. It's humbly my feeling of it. I've died a few times in life, and, uh, and then the, the sense of when I came back, you know, when you come back, there's other downloads, in a way, you get downloads here, information gets dropped in, and one of the big, very, very impacted things was there is no sense when, when all there is is that, there is no this at all. And when all there is is this, there really is no that for you. This is a subjective dream. And in your subjective dream, there may not be a that. It may be a that in conceptual framing, but that is just an object of this, yes? They're not, they're like oil and water. They don't mix. No thingness and thingness don't uh, commingle. Yes? All there is is no thingness, and this is an appearance in, in no thingness. But no thingness does not appear here. Yeah? If it appeared here, it appears here as a thing. Yeah? Yeah? So... All there is is no thingness, but when it appears, which it is, it appears here as a thing. No thing is, in the sense of being a thing, the appearance of no thing, yet all things are the appearance of no thing. But not one thing is the appearance of no thing. All things are the appearance of no thing. Yeah? And the best that can happen here as an appearance is just the point 
with an appearing finger to whatever. It can't name it. It can't tell you where it is. It can't bring it to you. It can't give it to you. It cannot be taken away from you because it's no fingers. Yeah? The system of doing and having is very good here in appearances, but can't be applied to doing and having yourself into no thingness. Because the rules here don't apply to that. Yes? The rules here, let's say you're in trouble and your health's bad, and if you meditate, maybe your health will get better. Meditation is very helpful. It will calm the mind, yeah? It will allow the heart, uh, high, uh, high blood pressure to go down. You can affect appearances greatly here by doing things and having things. But you cannot affect yourself into no thingness. This is the good news. Because if you could, it wouldn't be no thingness. If you could do yourself into it, it can't be no thingness. Yeah? So in a way, the solution is realizing, yes, to me, Realizing the problem is imaginary. In other words, this thing that seems so real isn't happening to me. I'm not saying it's not real. It's as real as real can be to me, but it's not happening to me. It's happening, and there's effects going on like crazy, but none of the effects are happening to me. They're happening to a body, yes? They're happening to another object, and the brain is an object also, yes? So, things are happening, but they're not happening to me. That's the only difference. And there's no one to be verified by that information. Yeah. So no one gets it. Yeah. The getting of it, in a way, is realizing there's no one. But no one gets it. No one gets the message. But the realization, maybe by entertaining the message, that there is no one. That's the message. Yeah? It doesn't mean nothing, everything just stops. It means everything continues just like it's always continued. Because it has nothing to do with you. Everything is manifesting. Everything is appearing. And appearing and appearing and appearing. But it's not appearing to anyone. That's the only difference. Yeah? And so when your head says, oh, I got it now, I'm not a body, so I don't have to take care of the body, there was never a one to take care of the body. Yes? This is all yapping. Yapping, yapping, yapping. The mind's attempting by talking to imply that it's the subject. So it just yaps and yaps and yaps, and then there's the feeling that this is about the subject. I'm the one. I'm the one who's doing things. I'm the one who things are being done to. I feel them. That should verify that they're happening to me. No, all that verifies is stimuli is affecting an object. That's what happens. If I hit this chair and run it into this thing, it's going to leave a mark. Does that imply it's me? No, it doesn't. Why does it imply it's me if it hits my body? Because the act of being identified with a singular object, yes, is the root of the disease that we're experiencing here, a mental disease where mind's forgotten its nature and, and become identified as an object. Yeah? So the object has now be, become objectified by your subjectivity. Fucking crazy. 
What you think about is an object all freaking day. If you're thinking about enlightenment, that's an object. An object of thought. They're all objects. Everything that appears, most to the subtlest level, to the grossest level, is an appearance. Coming from what? Nothing. And where does it go when it disappears? Nowhere. question is matters is you, you believe there's a questioner. That's all. How much interested are you in other people's questions? Not much. You know, I hate questions, but then you love yours. You know, but you hate, oh, I hate hearing other people's questions. But your question's really serious. Why? Because it's about you. You don't see it. The whole flavor of this place is from self-centeredness. Yeah. Why does a thought have so much power in your head when it's seen as yours? And if I saw it as yours in my head, it wouldn't have any power over me. I'd have immunity to it. Yeah? If, I, I, if I recognized this, this broadcast was KZ, I would have such an immunity to it. Yeah? But because it's placed as K-Paul, there is an immunity. Why? Is K-Paul a better station? No. doesn't have a better, you know, like, uh, programming. It's the same old, same old. It's... There is an interest in it. There is a desire. There's a cherishing, like in Buddhism. They say it's the cherishing of self. In other words, the mind likes it. It likes to be a special individual entity. Yes? And why not? Let it be. Let it like to be that. If you're not that, it's not about stopping that. It's not a, the self thing doesn't need to stop. Just the implication that you're the self. Yeah? The selfing is going on, but there's something that does, that isn't actually going on. You don't see it. There's like a, an unconscious agreement with it. Yeah? There is an identification with the selfing that produces something that isn't even seen in each thought, but it's the, it's the accumulation of hearing the thought as the thinker that produces a sense of being the one. Yeah? It's not just the seeing the thoughts. If you saw all the thoughts, it still wouldn't make up the feeling of being the thinker. The, the, the idea of being the thinker is a way, it's a much like, not older thought, but it's, it's, it's a thought that's wrapped with a feeling. It's a really interesting engagement. And it's there while all the thinking is being noted, there's an underlying, like, sense that I'm the thinker. It's not like every thought, I'm the thinker of that, I'm the th you know, you'd be freaking busy as hell. Think, I'm the thinker of it. No, does it, it doesn't even say it anymore. Do you hear it say it? I'm the thinker of this, I'm the thinker of this, I'm the thinker of that, I'm thinker of this. No, 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 no. It, but there's a sense that you are. You travel as that, yeah? You travel as the feeler of things. You travel as the questioner. You travel as the one who's doing, instead of 
seeing all the doing as just doing, it's held as I'm the doer. Yeah? That is the bondage. It's how things are held, not the activity. The activity is just verbing. But the active, the verbing is held as if there's someone it's happening to, or there's someone that's doing it. Yeah? And we misconstrue the effects of the body as it being happening to me. Because why? We're identified as the body. So obviously when something happens to the body, the way we interpret it is it's happening to me. Yeah? I can't believe what's happening to me today. What happened to you? This person threw a rock and it hit me. Yeah? Right in the shoulder. Yeah. Uh-huh. And this is this is passes as a normal report, yeah? But really this rock hit a body, yes? But as it's being presented by the system of thought, it's you. You don't see that all day? That everything that's recognized here is held in a certain way that ensures the bondage, yeah? <laughs> It's like a lullaby all day. Everything is cast as you're the doer of it, or it happened to you. You're the thinker of it. You're the feeler of it. How in hell? So what? If that's the sense, then how do you feel? How is it? How can the possibility of not being that present itself? It has to present itself as an activity that you're going to need to do. Yes. taking yourself to be the product of the system, which is selfing, and then the dis-ease and discomfort that comes along with that, what are you going to go to for relief from that? The system itself, yes? You've already down the rabbit hole. And so the system will now give you a solution to get out of what seems to be the case, what's causing you the problem. But the solution is always defined by doing and having because you're going to be the subject that's going to do something to get out of what you're in. Yeah? And it can be very subtle. So now people are getting subtler here. Now it used to be seeking. Now it's non-seeking, but it's still seeking. Yeah? Because there's a, there's a feeling of someone that's not seeking, just like there was a feeling that someone was seeking. They're not seeing the feeling of being that is the bondage. They believe it's the seeking was the bondage. While I was seeking, I realized, I thought that was going to bring me freedom, but it's actually brought me bondage. So now, I'm going to not seek anymore, which is another form of bondage, yes? Because there's the feeling of being the one who said yes to one and no to the other, and now says no to one and yes to the other. Yeah? That hasn't changed. You know what I mean? The whole seeming activity may have changed, but what was doing it didn't change. Why is it that none, nothing seems to work to bring you lasting freedom? Because none of it's getting to the root, obviously. How can you expect radical relief from the effects if you don't get to the cause? It's impossible. You're always open to more effects. Why? Because what is a cause going to do here in this dream? It's going to have effects. Yes, that's what happens here. So I would say the cause is being not seeing, yes, the making of self, but taking yourself to be, like the, let's say the first brick in the, in the selfing you're standing on as you, yeah? And 
doesn't matter how many other bricks you discover and look under and try to change and like that. You're doing it from a brick. Yeah? The bondage is already in place. Even if you experience freedom, it will soon not last and there will be bondage again. Which isn't freedom and bondage, freedom, bondage, freedom, bondage. Isn't that another form of bondage? Because there's nothing worse than to have an experience of being free and then have the report that you're bonded again. That's really painful. I've seen it happen to a lot of people. They have an ex- some really nice experiences, but their representation of their life is that they're bonded again. <laughs> oh, it's so painful. It would have been better if they never, were like ignorance is bliss in that case, yeah? I wish I never would have fucking had a spiritual experience. It's driven me crazy ever since. I was just happy, you know, eating yogurt and going to movies and not thinking much about the importance of everything I do and don't do. You know, see, it's a, getting out of obsession with self is another form of self, obsession with self. Yeah. People. <laughs> I know people in recovery that do inventories on the minutia. Uh, give me a break. Just enjoy your sobriety. Come on. I don't want to hear another freaking inventory. My suggestion is you don't do an inventory. Please, you're just you're going over every little thing. It's just so obsessively into selfing, you know, in a way. Your mind just absorbed in it. Yet, the whole story is that you're getting out of it. It's incredible, isn't it? Well, where's the starting point? Aha! There's the point. Check it out. Well, there's the way. that's the point. Where's the starting point? I would just go home and sit with that tonight, maybe. And there'll be a pause that will probably come over you. Yeah? It already happened just then. So yeah. where's the starting point? I mean, I, I, I've never heard you speak before, and I can relate to what you're saying about because my whole life has been in here and chased, like chasing my tail. And I'm 56 years old, and for the first time in my life, I spent a lot of time 
in my life where I wasn't using practicing things, you know, like meditation and a lot of different things, Qigong and Tai Chi and all this stuff. And after a time, I had never been aware of certain templates that were over what I was doing. Yeah? Certain, like, other formatted structural mind that I never saw. I was taking everything to be me. And I just assumed that, all right, I'm in this condition. I'm going to do a lot of stuff, and I'm going to change the condition. I'm going to get something. And it's just the only way I could crack it or understand it. Yeah. I, only, I, I only had one system to rely on, and that system has failed miserably. Yet, it was the only system my mind knew so any time whatever came up, the only way the only way it can apply anything to was that system. So I would see something and go, okay, I've got to do this, and if I meditate enough, and if I do Tai Chi enough, if I do that, there'll be, or even doing drugs, there'll be a point where I'll transcend this dilemma. And the only thing I was a perfect practitioner of in my life was drug addiction. And I'll tell you, there's no transcending an imaginary place. And I was I would match my devotion to drugs to any devotion to any spiritual teacher of all fucking time. Seriously. I gave up my whole life. I gave up every fucking thing to get high. I'd do anything to keep getting high. It's just like the same drive devotees have for their masters. I had for cocaine. And I can I can with great confidence say there's no transcending this place, yes? Because it's not a real place. And especially when you're relying on the system that this place appears as, there's no getting out of self as self. Yeah? So I started, instead of meditating anymore, I started to just question who's the meditator. I just started questioning like a, that thing. What's the starting point? Yeah? And who does it matter to? And I started to ask this freaking thing I assumed to be me, hey, who the hell are you? Yeah? And it would say it would say things to me and I wouldn't stop. I would just ask, Well, who who is this me? And I wasn't looking for an answer. I was just I just sat in the pause and my mind seemed to well my first hit on it really, I was on a plane to Australia and I had I was just asking myself, who am I? And it would just be like a <coughs> this, just a drop of relaxation, and it would be like a long pause. And then the whole flight went like that for 14 hours, just kept dropping. And it was just like, and it wasn't, it's sort of like if this whole room, without changing a thing, just dropped 10 feet, your mind wouldn't notice anything yet. And it would forget the movement so quick. But the level of relaxation, yeah, was so different after it dropped 10 feet. And then it dropped again, and dropped again, and dropped again. And the level of relaxation, not easily noted, but you could sense it, started coming over you. Nothing changed, yet everything changed. Yeah? And then I finally got what I had been trying to get by doing and having, by not doing anything, and not having anything. Yeah? The system sort of, because I believe it's a verb, so we can be startled into stopping. It's sort of like some phonograph that's stuck on a groove. If you hit it, it'll move the groove, and then the music starts playing again. Yeah? 
Boom. So this thing is like boom. a pause or a questioning of the subjectivity, whatever you want to do. It's like throwing a wrench in the works. And then what happens is something that you take to be you stops, but something continues. Yeah? And sometimes the stopping of you is long, but something continues in the absence of you. Yeah? I would say that's what we are, what continues when you are absent. Yeah? There is spirit, and it's always so, but it becomes obvious to mind when the selfing has a break, yes? When the selfing stops, the presence is obvious. Immediately, the selfing recoagulates, and then the presence becomes unobvious. And now it's something to do and have, yeah? But it's really the presence of what we are is truly the absence of what we're not, yeah? But the mind is so obsessed with what you're not, it seems to be the only presence you know. Therefore, the, the presence of spirit or space isn't obvious to us as, as a you. That's why you're trying to get it. Literally. That's the only thing that a you would do if it's not obvious to. It would try to get it, if you're so inclined. Yes? That's the natural response from that system. I'm going to get some of that presence. But the presence is really your absence. So how can an absence get the presence? Yeah? It's just seeing, telling the truth about the absence as the presence. And the sense of presence then is like it's always been so. It's not like you were there and now you've left and now it's there. It's like there was never a you that was there. <laughs> That's sort of a feeling. For me, it's like an unspoken yes. It's a, it's a knowing prior to thinking about it or understanding it or learning it. It's all different. It's a whole different way of, of sensing it. And then, uh, if you want to call it a communication or, or a download into this apparatus, new downloads occur and then there's more is revealed. You know, like it says in AA, more will be revealed. But all that happens is what's ever revealed is just distilled into one statement, and I'm not that. That's all that can be revealed is what you're not. Yeah? Everything gets unclothed or the skies falls away. And more and more you see that not all of this is not what you're not, and it actually is what you are, but first it's what you're not. And then you realize all it is is what you are. What's appearing is and like emptiness is form and form is emptiness, yeah? So non-appearance is appearing and appearing is non-appearance, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But to begin with an idea, if you, look, if you can entertain you're not the center of the system called self-centeredness, you will lose interest in that system. You'll lose interest in it. Your attention and interest will be unwed to that, and then your interest and attention will go where it will go, and it will be directed how it will be directed. But you'll know in a sense, like Jesus says, you'll know the tree by the fruit, yeah? You'll know you're onto something just by how, how much you're traveling lighter here. Yeah? You'll have an immunity to the thought system. It won't be able to triangulate you as a body anymore. 
that's all it does. Yeah? It fixes you somewhere at some time, which verifies you are here now, and then it projects you somewhere at some time so that you can obsess over what may happen to you. I'm so wound up into it, I go to bed with tension Yes, yeah. But you're not that, which is so wound up into it. That's the good news. What's saying that it's you is not you. Yeah? It's, it's inferring that it's you that goes to bed with tension and wakes up with it, but it's only the mind and the body that's tense. That's not you. You're what sees that. Yeah. You're what sees the condition of the body. You're not the condition of the body. Something is telling you what the condition of the body is because there's a seeing of the condition of the body. The mind interprets that seeing and makes it about you. But there's a seeing of the condition of the body, just like I can see the condition of a wall, because I'm a house painter, if I can paint it or not. Yeah, I can see the marks and everything and the divots. So I can easily see the condition of the wall. I don't think I'm the, the wall. But the same thing happens with this. You see the conditions of the body, but you think you're the body. A little bit of difference, yeah? <laughs> a huge difference. That's the difference between, quote-unquote, heaven and hell. Just that interest and attention. Yeah? If you could see yourself as... Actually, I take care of the the body gets taken care of better now because when I had when the mind had a vested interest in it, the body was its proving ground. If it believed that there's something really wrong with it, it would use the body to verify that. Yeah? If there's this aspect of hating itself, which my mind had, I have scars to show it. Yeah. I've been run over twice in one night. The guy hit me and then didn't and it backed up over me. I mean, this only happens to certain characters, yeah? There was a lot of self-hatred, self-hating self, which gets played out where? In the body. You're neither of them, but the body gets to be the depository for all that venom and vindictiveness, yes? When you entertain, when you get, you're not this, I'll tell you, the maintenance of it, it just works a lot better. It's funny, you would think that if it was you, you'd really take care of it. It's usually the opposite. Your mind's playing out tons of little, like, Greek tragedies. And where does it play it out? It, it dumps it in the body. The emotional body, the physical body, yeah? It's dumping it in it. This is where it can show its effects. This is where it's God. This is where it can, quote-unquote, create things. It doesn't create anything. It makes them, but create things. Look at this, I worry so much, I've got an ulcer on something, or whatever. It's crazy. Yeah. You really don't know what your head actually thinks about its little making, the self. It may have a real opinion about it that's really nasty, and it's going to play itself out here. Really. If, it, if it believes that you're not lovable, it doesn't matter how many times love comes to your door, you won't recognize the package yet. So you'll suffer. Can you imagine this? We said this the other day. Well, this would be incredible, right? Listen, you're, you've been listening to your head your whole life. Not you, but the mind, yeah? So let's say you're around 70 years old, and you're in the deathbed. And then the mind, once again, its final broadcast, yes? It's going to survey the 30 to 70 years of your life, and it comes up with its... Editorial, you fucking wasted your whole life. 
and then you die the next day. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Can you imagine sitting there and then it just makes up a story of 70 years of things happening? You fucking wasted this whole life. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine being the butt end of a joke like that? Yeah, I could. And then you think the person died just then? There is no time. That person, from the moment he believed that, he may see a whole life go by and have to excruciatingly live all the verification that he wasted a whole life. His mind, in that second, can make an eternity. You don't think so? It can do anything. Yeah, you think, oh, he passed away happily. You don't know what the fuck happened to that mind. Yeah, he doesn't, does he call you back when he leaves? Oh, that was a smooth transition. <laughs> he fucking made, went to hell, the mind. Yeah? Why? Because he believed <laughs> this fucking false evidence appearing real again, pontificating, accounting for your whole life, adding up all the numbers. Oh, you were a loser. Oh. How is it going to be different? It's doing right now. Isn't this the moment of death in a sense? It is the moment of death in time. This the moment that just left is never coming back. Did you die to it? Or did you die as it? It's like a form of slavery. The mind is enslaved in what it's, it's enslaved with what it's entertained to be itself doesn't seem to be able to break free now. Yeah? It just entertained it once. It got caught by that glimpse. Oh, I'm mad in the pond, and now it's stuck. <laughs> yeah. I just see, if I'm not that, if I'm not that which gets stuck and unstuck, then what the hell am I? If I'm not, who is it? Is, what's first? What begets what? Does the looking beget the looker, or is it the looker looking? Is the seeing, does the seeing beget the seer, or is the seer that seeing? Is it the seer that seeing? In other words, is all the verbs of life done by a noun? Or does the seeing, yeah, when interpreted by the mind, produce the sense of the seer? Without the seeing, there'd be no feeling of being Z. Without the living, there'd be no feeling of being Z. Without Paul, there'd be no Z. Without an other, there can't be a self. Yes? The verbing is first. The verbing is life. Everything after that is secondary. Everything is the mental interpretation of conscious contact. It takes conscious contact to be you as the one who's thinking, you as the one who's seeing, you as the one who's hearing, and then it just selfs all around what's seen, what's been heard, what's been felt, what's been had by you. Yeah? And part of that enchantment is the feeling and desire you really not like to be enchanted. But man, it's a lot of people want to want to be free, but many, very few want to be free. They want to be free is what they're enchanted with. I mean, that's, that's the bondage, yes? No one's handcuffed us to this place. We've submitted ourselves because we, we cherish what's showing up. Because hmm? we, don't, we don't know what freedom likes us to carry. To what? To who? 
thank God you're not that. That's the good news. Yes? So when there's a statement to who that is scary. Instead of indicating it's you, it's indicating that. Yeah? 
the mind took the indication and pointed it to a body and said, it's me. And then the looking or the form of looking called self-centeredness got applied. But if it's been applied, it can be unapplied. Because the seeing is still so. Yeah? It's just been covered over by a form of looking. So while the seeing is demonstrating, it's called I'm looking. Yeah? That's how we feel. Yeah? I'm looking. And now we try to use that to see the seeing, you know. I'm going to start looking for the seeing. Yeah? I'm going to start looking for the seeing. All the while, that's the seeing. <laughs> I'm going to... Where, where is that seeing? It's frustrating. <laughs> well, how about questioning this? Ah! Ha 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 First there is the mountain. <laughs> then there is no mountain. Woo! Then there is the mountain. <laughs> oh, it's real, it's real. Oh, it's real. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's, but now you see it through. Yes? There's no bondage anymore. It's okay. Something's fine. It's a verb. Just going and doing what it's doing. Yeah? Something shifted pretty cool in here a few weeks back. So we backtrack and realize when I was 17, I get this cool award in my community for having the best grades to get with sports, to get with student and all that kind of thing. And it got a lot of respect. And then it was like a year since then. There hadn't been anything to get that kind of big deal of respect again. My friends respect me and all that. But in that yeah. sense. But we had this myth of the Zen master and might do that was like this and I realized that for all these years, in addition to wanting to end the experience of suffering, there's been also to get that monkey off my back. If I could get to like this enlightened space, that thing would shut up and give me some rest of, you know, what have you done lately? And it was interesting just to feel that drop away yeah. in the midst of being here on these uh, different weeks. Oh, cool. Yeah. For me, it's like you give up the need to be liberated. <laughs> and you don't give it up. It just... Like that, it's like skin molting. Yeah, you have nothing to do with it. It's just the natural consequences of mind coming out of that yogic posture of self-centeredness. Yeah, there's byproducts. Things start happening, and there's, and there's no. You can't make it a story of it's you doing it. It's just that you're just witnessing it being done. Yeah, it's just things are happening to the apparatus, the mind. It's coming under new management, so to speak. <laughs> Spruces the place up. <laughs> Smells better. They got the sage in there. Under <laughs> new management. That's what we should have above all our lives. Under new management. <laughs> you can see everyone who's in recovery a little sign. Under new management. Thank God. That's good. <laughs> Something that seemed to have had you for a long time. Yeah, it's, and it seems like there's no way, and then suddenly, don't even hear it. It's like a little click, and the whole, the whole handcuff falls. And it just dangles and falls off. It's not like you've been wrestling with it. What happened? Suddenly it gets super loose and just falls off. <laughs> Your whole life was, you're doing this, was actually giving the handcuff the ability to cuff, really. 
when you get to a point of being exhausted, it just falls off. <laughs> it's difficult to claim that as being the doer of it, yeah? It's, there's a witnessing of it. It's nothing to do with you. You're just actually the effects of it, yeah? The effects show up here. I, I truly believe we're just expressions, forms of expression, our true form of expression. Just like when alcoholism had us or addiction, we were expressing what alcoholism looks like through a human form, yeah? And we were some of us great expressions of it. All of us were, yeah? And then let's say you get recovered into recovery, and what happens? The same format is used to express another state of mind, which is called recovery. I mean, there is no one stable, inherent uh, quality. We're just, yeah? You can be a saint, saint, a sinner and a saint in one day. You can be a sinner and saint your whole life, yeah? You can be a sinner, you can be a drug addict and a recovered person. It's this giant tide of dualistic movement, yeah? And expressive. So what happens if you don't become, there's no identification with the expressions then you get the real sense of life is just happening. Life is just verbing. Yeah? And the, the mind doesn't, it feels very uncomfortable with that, so it wants to make up nouns. So you watch it make up nouns. Yeah? This is happening to me. And it shouldn't be happening. Like a guy, a guy went up. Uh, <laughs>